Welcome to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Hello and welcome to episode 158 of the Rotten Views Podcast, where we have a fun one in store for you guys. Uh, free off with Tubi, of course, because, you know, we love Tubi. Uh, but before we get into that movie, I want to say thank you for everyone who's been listening to the podcast, who's been sharing the podcast, who's been coming in each and every single week to check out the podcast. It means a lot to me. It really, really does. And thank you for everyone who's been checking out the uh, YouTube page. I appreciate all the new subscribers, and it means a lot and just keep uh, sharing the the content and we'll keep growing as a community and there'll be more and more better things coming down the pipeline uh but yeah if you guys haven't checked out the youtube channel yet uh, weekly game views every wednesday we have old episodes of the podcast going up and we have uh shorts coming up every now and then and some live streams as well we're also live streaming over on twitch uh, all the links will be down below uh, we've been live streaming a lot of fortnite lately uh, a little bit of the texas chainsaw massacre and we're gonna play some other games probably on twitch as well we're, we're trying to get the twitch channel back up and running we're also doing the live streams of drawing live streams streams over on youtube so we'll try and get them all we'll try and do like some co-streaming on both platforms if possible uh somewhere down the line i know i say that a lot but you know it's just a lot of stuff to do and a lot of things to set up but we're getting there and i appreciate you guys for sticking around and coming back each and every single week it really does mean a lot to me and i appreciate it from the bottom of my heart thank you thank you all very much also just to give you guys a, a little update or a preview as to what's coming for next month i know a lot of people do inktober if you're an artist or if you look into halloween or horror art and all that kind of fun stuff for me, I'm going to be doing two different series. I'm going to be doing my Scheduleween series. If you guys didn't check it out last year, I'll be doing a single drawing each day or posting a single drawing each day, which is going to be a different horror or Halloween icon on a post-it note, which I've been doing this one for the last two years now, I think it is. And the other one, I've got two series planned. The other series I'm actually going to do that I'm prepping right now and getting a bunch of the drawings ready because they're actually going to be full color drawings. Not nothing major, like giant size or anything like that. They're still going to be like the same size of the drawings I sent with my daughter and her lunch so alongside the post-it note horror drawings i'm going to be posting every day i'm going to probably post one of those in the morning and then this other series i'm going to post at nighttime and maybe rotate depending i don't know it depends on which one does better at which times and we're going to see what we can do for views essentially um, but the other series is going to be treehouse of horrors and simpson related halloween pieces so i'm very excited i got a bunch of those there if you guys want to see a preview of those they're on the instagram um they're on the facebook page and they are going to be on the youtube 
uh, community tab under my page. So definitely go check that out. It's a small little preview of what's set for next month. And uh, I think it's pretty cool. So hopefully you guys will enjoy it. I don't know about you guys, but where I am right now in Ontario, uh, we were getting ready for like fall weather, nice, cool weather. And then out of nowhere, summer decided to come back and slap us in the face. And it's really goddamn hot in this place yet again. Uh, but we're still have a cool down period and some rain. So hopefully that will come in and I'll be able to do more content because trying to do this without the AC on or like a fan on, it gets to be a little hot in this little uh, place. So uh, hopefully it will cool down soon. But I'm sure that, that that stuff doesn't really matter to you guys. So as you know, we're here to talk about a movie. Uh, this movie is from 1985. Unless you have this on autoplay, the movie we're talking about is The Return of the Living Dead. I don't know why I put like a little... Uh, exclamation on the or dragged it out a little bit whatever it, i'm tired it's hot i'm sweaty i'm old it is what it is each and every week you guys come back even though i can't speak english i don't know why uh but yeah we're here to talk about the return of the living dead from 1985 it's an hour and 30 minutes long it's a horror comedy in description as read on tubi while working at a medical supply company two employees release a gas that raised the dead causing the town to be overrun by flesh-eating zombies this movie is directed by dan o'bannon who's also known for writing uh alien from 1979 aliens from 1986 um of course the return of the living dead and dark star from 1974 which i've never actually heard of before he's done a bunch of other alien related stuff all the way up into 2019 uh, a bunch of short stuff so i'm very uh very interested in checking out some of that stuff and also there's a bunch of writers tagged to this one of the writers tagged is uh rudy ritchie uh which is also apparently um the writer for there's always vanilla from 1971 which i haven't seen uh but they're a zombie and the 1986 Night of the Living Dead, as well as the Motorcycle Raider from Dawn of the Dead in 1978. And then another one of the writers being um, Russell Streiner, or Streiner, I believe this, this is, is his name, proper way of saying it. Uh, he's the uncredited Johnny from the original Night of the Living Dead from 1968. He's also Sheriff McLeland in the 1998 reboot or uh, reimagining of Night of the Living Dead. Um, he's also known as being the producer from the 1976 film The Devil and Sam Silverstein, which I've never actually heard of before. And of course, the last writer that we're going to talk about is John A. Russo, who's also the writer of Night of the Living Dead. Uh, from 1968 and 1990, he's also uh, he's also did the story for Night of the Animated Dead from 2021. He's got a bunch of stories from up to actually last year, uh, Dead of Night being the last one from 2022. Uh, it's based on his screenplay and there's also Dead Good Night from 2021 as well where he did the original story and we also got mentioned from 2016 My Uncle John is a Zombie where's the writer for that as well which we might discuss on the podcast at some point in time I think it'd be a fun watch you know maybe not like a full episode maybe like a little mini episode or maybe in like an extra Patreon bonus thing if we ever get around to doing that I know I know uh, I'm horrible at that but that's okay uh, the tagline they're back from the grave and ready to party Trivia, the filmmakers had to get approval from Lysol to have Frank spray away the stench of death with their product. They liked the idea that Lysol would kill any conceivable odor. Even the smell of dead. As we already talked about, this movie came out in 1985. Uh, it's got a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 4.7 out of 5 on Amazon.ca. Apparently 90 Four percent of Google users like this movie. Came out uh, August sixteenth, nineteen eighty-five, and apparently it had a budget of four million dollars. It doesn't say what it made though on the tabs I'm looking on. And of course, it's in Orion's pictures. We we love our Orion pictures, don't we? Don't we? Don't we? Don't we? But yeah, we're at the part of the movie now, or the podcast, I should say, where we're going to talk about this movie. And if you guys don't want to have spoilers from a movie that came out in nineteen eighty-five, feel free to pause it now, go download Tubi, or even just go in as a guest, log in on the web browser if you want to, or download the. App 
app. Uh, watch this movie on Tubi because it's free with ads, of course. And then come back to the podcast because we need you here. And I, I want to, I want you guys to listen to me talk about the movie that you just watched because you know that makes sense, right? You guys don't want to listen to the movie twice, right? So yeah, definitely do that. But yeah, fair warning. If you guys don't want to be spoiled, I'm going to talk about the movie from start to finish, uh, hit most of the points in between, and not leave anything out. Hopefully, anything good. And yeah, on to the movie at hand. Presents Saturday Night at the Movies, the television series which each week brings you the finest in recent motion pictures. Tonight. In the dark of the night, something strange is going on. is how do we get them back into the ground? Bert, Frank, we have a little problem. Ah. Four left, ten right. Ah. Because technically, you're not alive. Why do you eat people? Not people. Brains. How do you kill something that's already dead? Well, how do I know, Fred? I don't know. Let me think. It's not a bad question, Bert. In that movie, they destroyed the brain to kill him. Is that what they did? The brains, right. Brains. starting out with that classic MGM lion roar and then it says the events portrayed in this film are all true the names are, are real names of real people and real organizations and then we see the un- Anita Medical Supply July 3rd 1984 5.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time that's when we see our main cast so right here we have Bert who's played by Clue Gulliger who's like the owner of the factory then we have uh, James Karen playing Frank who's like the the trainer of this business kind of thing he's like kind of one of the head employees and he's teaching Tom Matthews uh, Freddie the the roots and how to work the business and whatnot and he's like well you know we got these extra stuff we're gonna do after work actually just to try to get ahead you know teach the kid a little bit extra things and that's when uh, Frank's like you know so we got this medical school that's looking for this like uh, 
a lady's body with perfect teeth. So that's an F2AF. And he's just, you know, Freddy's just looking on like, huh? He's explaining like F and M. F means female. M means male. FT means pretty teeth. You know, not pretty tough. That's when they're taking down the skeleton and they're setting up this uh, shipping container with the, uh, the little styrofoam popcorn stuff that they're putting in the peanuts whatever you want to call it he's like yeah you want her to be nice and comfy you know you don't want anything to happen to her you want her to have a happy you know comfy ride you know even though she's a skeleton but it's fine and then Freddy's like so frank where you get all these skeletons from he's like, yeah they come from india you know just this trady thing that we got going on we're, we just don't ask questions they just come from india and we just go on with our business and do our job like we're supposed to and pretty much frank is trading freddy so he can work in the factory warehouse area that way he can get all these orders here and know where all the body parts are and various parts and skeletons and wheelchairs and whatever else that they might need to ship off to various schools and other organizations. Then Frank decides to take Freddy into the, the freezer area where they have this dead body hanging from the meat hooks and be like, hey, uh, say, say hello to him. He's their new inventory. We're expecting to ship him out Monday, you know, if we don't die before then, of course. And then we cut to our group of rockers. I think it's like Chuck, Casey, Spider, Tina all getting ready to be like, yeah, we're gonna go party tonight? Yeah, of course we're gonna go party. We're gonna go party in the death of the creep yard that's when we find out tina is actually dating freddie who's obviously the guy from the beginning who's working at the medical factory she's like no i can't go party with you guys i gotta go meet uh freddie at the uh factory once he's done you know working it's like oh he got a job what a loser and we cut to back to freddie he's like frank so what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen here so oh, i saw something that really scary you ever see that movie night of the living dead do you know that was based on a true case i've never been more serious in my life that's a real case it it was a real movie man this is full-on documentary frank goes on about saying that there's a chemical spill in the hospital and they changed out the movie a little bit because it was actually a real thing and they just made zombies for the movie but yeah apparently the chemical brought the dead body back to life in the hospital and it was kind of he was saying it was a spray on marijuana but i don't understand why that's coming up but you know sure makes them into a zombie i guess and he's saying that there's a, a typical army fucked up and that the the army fucked up the shipment and that the wrong bodies the bodies ever from that hospital that were contaminated and the chemicals are in the container down the basement of the factory and that they're just keeping them there safe and you know not doing anything with them then the phone rings and it's actually frank's wife asking when he's gonna be home for supper and that freaks freddy out he's like oh, for, I sh zombies really in the basement frank is dead on the phone with his wife and he's like so do you want to go see the corpse down below the, you know the medical one the one down the basement huh I'll go see him. And then we apparently find out that the bodies have been in the basement for 14 years now. And they're just keeping them in the basement because, you know, what else are they going to do with them? These containers have, like, this glass dome on top of it. And Frank unloosens the bolt on it and it opens up the the glass dome and then we see this it has a glass top on top and we just see a face poking up against the glass and frank you know cleans it off he's like yeah look see it's a real body inside there so at that point then uh Frey's like so these things don't leak at all right and that's when frank's like ah these things don't leak at all They're made by the army he slaps it and then gas leaks all over the place and gets them right in the face and they just drop to the ground coughing and then we see the zombie inside slowly starting to like melt and come alive essentially and then the uh, return of the living dead font pops up and the music starts playing love the music in this movie absolutely amazing fucking love it but yeah then we see the glass in that container start to crack a little bit and that's going to essentially create our tar zombie a tar man the most iconic zombie probably out of all of them next to like bub and as that music's playing the intro credits going we can see the gas is supposed to be making its way through the pipelines and it's slowly going to start coming out into the actual ground and go through the vent systems and it's going to start contaminating all the other dead bodies we see it go through the vent system where it goes into that meat locker and then that zombie that's 
that's on the meat hook by his brain is you know you see him starting to shake in the bag as he's already coming alive because that's how fast the gas works and then we just cut to this big fancy mansion place and it's like 4 p.m daylight time as this car pulls up to this gated fence and it slowly drives in you know there's two guards at the gate washing over the property essentially big giant american flag and it sounds like it's on the like the beachside area that's where this like army sergeant comes in he's like his wife's like hey dear how was work you know usual crap he's like well what's for dinner oh uh, you know your favorite lamb chops he's like oh i had that for lunch fine asshole and then he goes to his own personal little fancy office it looks like he's got a bar and he's got his own like a little war room computer system and like a china cabinet where he's calling him and be like yeah i'm gonna be home all day if you need me i'm here and we find out he's freaking out a little bit because the wife's giving him all this pressure and apparently they're they're looking for the the, uh, the body he's like you know what maybe we'll never find them i don't know where the fuck they got shipped to i don't know what i'm doing sounds like me trying to podcast i don't know what i'm doing i'm on uh, almost 200 episodes now ah boy where we see our punk rockers driving in their car and one of the guys in the back see us reading a comic book called weird trips which i don't know if i've ever heard of before or if it's even real for that matter could be just a prop for the movie for all i know anyway so we see them pulling up to the the medical supply center because they're going to wait for freddy to show up or they're they're dropping tina off to pick up freddy i don't know one of the two it's where we find out they're at the factory he's like ah so he gets off for two hours he's like well we could just drive around uh the, i forget which one's the actual driver i think it might be scuzz it's like i don't want the gas money you want chip in for gas money he's like ah look a graveyard over there we can go hang out there sorry my bad the driver is suicide not scuzz scuzz is the guy who wants to go check out the graveyard because he's never been like been in a graveyard before he wants to hang out to see how a graveyard is i guess if you're doing some of those like gravestone etchings that'd be kind of cool but to hang out in a graveyard in general ah not cool especially one that looks like this it looks like death it looks like it's setting up a horror movie but we are in a horror movie so i guess it all works out right anyways they set their boombox down in the graveyard get the music start blasting get the mood and everything set up because they're gonna wait the two hours for uh freddy to get off work and then we cut and see freddy and frank waking up in the basement coughing up a lung like they got covid for fucking some goddamn reason which this disease would be a lot more interesting but that's besides the point i should, probably shouldn't talk about that before i get canceled anyways they look in the container and then they find out the body's gone and Frey's like where'd the body go and he's like i don't know how would i know anyways now that they're up they're all sweaty and you can just see they've been sweating buckets i don't know why tired man just avoided them pretty much walked over them and walked away like it was no big deal but you know they're they're coughing up a lung and they're not doing so well so essentially this gas from that container brings back the dead like nothing instantly almost but when you're human and you suck in the gas you slowly slowly start to cough your lungs out and slowly die over time that's when the tree repair comes up because they get back upstairs and they're like oh i can smell it must be stuck in my nose or somewhere and he's like yeah i gotta spray some deodorant and he finds a lice hole can on the shelf and just starts spraying it all over the place to the point where you probably start choking just from that alone and then frank's like oh what's that sound and uh frank's like it sounds like a dog actually to be honest with you that's when they then see this taxidermy dog that's only half of a dog on the floor as it's panting and they pick it up and that's when they realize yeah it's it's only actually half of a dog it's cut right down the middle but it's alive now and it's whining and barking and that's when frank starts freaking out it's like we gotta kill it he grabs a crutch and literally starts smacking the shit out of this dog puppet and that's when they they hear someone screaming and it's coming from the meat freezer area and they start freaking out it's like well what the fuck is going on what the hell is going on what did we do also something that's cool when frank's going to lock up that door there's also like a picture frame up on the wall that has the uh the butterflies all on the, the wings are just starting to flap i thought that was a really nice touch in the background and then frey starts freaking out he's like we gotta figure out what we're gonna do frey's like well, we'll call the cops he says you don't want the cops around this place they're gonna fucking rip us apart he's like well what about the number on the the, the tank down below he's like that's the number for the army you don't want the army around this place 
We can't have the army around this place. This place is crazy. That's when then Frank picks up the phone. He's like, so Bert, um, we have a slight little problem over here, and I'm not really sure how to explain it to you, to be honest with you. And then we cut back to the graveyard where we see uh, Trash talking to Spider. He's like, do you ever wonder if Farris says what might be the most horrible way to die? I think about dying so much. She's a freak, which is fine because then she goes on about the worst way for her to die would be to have a bunch of old men to go around her and start biting her and eating her alive. And at this point in time, she starts to strip. She starts stripping on this uh, big-ass tombstone. And we see Suicide, and it might be Scuzz, walking around with row flares, just dancing, being like, yeah, look at this. We're giving you some backdrop lighting. Yeah. Then we go back to the factory or warehouse where we see Bert come in. He's like, you morons, you opened what? You opened it? How stupid are you? That's when Bert's like, I've told you never to even go near those tanks. Why did you go down the basement and even slap the tank? Why did you do it? And then Bert's like, you know, to save my business, I, I guess we could just get rid of all the evidence, right? We can just, you know, burn it or something. And he's like, are you sure there's a zombie inside the meat cooler? He's like, I'm pretty sure if you want to open it and find out, you can. Oh, he's like, well, if, you know, we got to kill it. We just, we just got to kill it. That's the only thing we got to do. That's when Bert goes and grabs his fire pickaxe or mining axe of some sort and gives it to Frank. He's like, you, I, we're going to open this door and you kill it, okay? That way I'm not getting in trouble anyways, even if it isn't a zombie because I don't want to get charged with any murder cases. So this is going to be up to you guys. You, you, Freddy, open the door. I'm going to stand off in the back and Frank, when the zombie comes out, you, you uh, pickaxe it in the head. Then as they're getting ready to do the combo, the, the zombie breaks through us the combo's done and literally tackles Bert to the ground and starts trying to bite him and they're like get, get him off me get him off me and they finally uh Freddy and Frank finally get the zombie down on the ground it's like this yellow Homer Simpson looking color almost and Bert grabs the uh pickaxe and literally pickaxe him in the head and the whole time Frank's just freaking out like oh my god oh what are we doing what are we doing and the zombie's now crying in pain because apparently he does have a brain or something along this line I'm not sure sure where the brain did kill it and they're like just hold it down hold it down I'm gonna go get this hacksaw and we're gonna cut his head off as the zombie is kicking and screaming on the ground as they're trying to hold him down they get the head cut off but now the zombie's just walking around like this headless mummy as it's pushing over all the racks onto everyone and it's just freaking out as it's walking around being like oh no i lost my head oh god where do i go now they finally tackle the zombie get down and start tying it up and then Bert's like i thought you said if you destroyed the head or cut the head off it dies and he's like well it didn't work clearly it didn't work and then Freddy's like well maybe it won't die at all and then Bert's like well i guess we uh just gotta you know, get so so severe acid or melt it, dissolve it, burn it. I don't know. We gotta do something. And then Bert's like, "Well, maybe uh, Ernie's still at the uh, the funeral home across the street, and maybe he'll be able to use the crematory oven and uh, just burn the body alive and uh, hope for the best, and just uh, let all the ashes go into the ground and not let the toxic waste that's inside this body go into their system." But it's fine. Then we cut over to the graveyard where uh, suicide's you know being like, "You know, you you guys all say I'm spooky. You think this is a fucking costume? This is way life. You know, I'm just trying." to you know, express myself the whole time trash is like feeling him up the whole time and he doesn't care he's like you know what show some fucking respect for the dead will you just fuck off we'll put some clothes on and we cut over to the uh the funeral home embalming station whatever where we see ernie he's got his headset on or his like old school walkman headphones he's got a pipe in his mouth and he's getting ready to you know embalm some bodies that are on the table or one body at least of course he's got his music playing bert knocks on the door but he obviously doesn't hear him and also bert opens up the door and tries talking to him but of course he's still not hearing him at all because you know he's got the music going so then Bert like taps him and Ernie gets scared and like literally points a gun and he's like oh sorry didn't mean to scare you I just uh need to talk to you for a few minutes there buddy and then uh 
and he's just sort of showing uh, Bert how he's like, yeah, this is how you break out rigor mortis in the body, you know, you just flex out the muscles a little bit. You, know, you won't find this in any books at all, you know. You'll learn this firsthand for free from me. And then Bert's like, so Ernie boy, uh, how long have we been friends for? He's, Ernie's like, well, about 25 years. Why? He's like, uh, I got a pretty big favor to ask you because you're my buddy and everything. And uh, yeah, I, I, I need your help. That's uh, so when then Bert's like, so uh, I got a couple of my men outside. Can I actually just bring them in? That way we can show you instead of just like explain it to you. And they bring in this gurney and it's a bunch of black Irish bags that are all moving. And then uh, Ernie's like, what's what's in those bags? He's like, uh, some rabbit weasels. So uh, can we throw them in your incinerator oven and just, you know, get rid of them, please? You know, be be a good friend. Ernie's like, why don't you just take them down? He's like, yeah, it's not that easy. I can't actually just take them to the pound. I just want to, you know, save the paperwork, save all the hassle and just like kind of get rid of them right now. He's like, well, what do you want me to do? He's like, uh, let's burn them. Let's uh, incinerate them. You know, he's like, Bert, you want to burn a bunch of rabbit weasels? And Ernie's just like, I, I, I don't understand what's going on. Like, you're confusing me. He's, he's like, Bert's like, so can you swear to keep a secret? He's like, I don't know. I mean, you need to swear to keep a secret. It's not actually weasels in the bags. I'm, I'm not kidding at all. It's actually not weasels. That's when Bert picks up one of the bags and is actually a severed arm inside the bag and starts moving on its own. It gets out of the bag and actually grabs Ernie on, on the ankle. He's like, get off, get off, to the point where they're trying to get the arm off of Ernie's leg to the point where it rips off his whole pant leg almost. And then that's when they sit Ernie down. He's like, you know what? We got a long story to tell you, so let's get comfy and discuss this and let's, uh, you know, get that incinerator oven set up soon so we can get this all issue solved and not have to worry about it anymore. Right, buddy? And then we come back to the party at the graveyard and then Tina's like, oh, shoot, Freddy's going to be off work in like five minutes. I got to go over there and wait for him or he's, you know, going to think I'm holding him up or ditching him. I don't know. As she's leaving the graveyard, there's also a cannon set up in the middle of the walk walkway. Like an old uh, medieval style cannon, which I thought was just unique, I guess, maybe for that part of the, the town. I'm not sure why. Also, both the, the medical supply factory and this graveyard both look like they're in the, like, the worst ghetto area of this uh, city. Because she's looking down, she's in, standing in the, the walkway, the gateway of the graveyard, looking over at the medical supply center and being like, ooh, it's pretty spooky to walk over. There's like, lady, you're coming from a graveyard. So we also find out that the, uh, the, the oven, cremation oven, is called a retort. Uh, apparently that's what at least ernie calls it. he's like if i let you use the retort what's what's in it for me he's like you know I'll, you help me out i'll help you out ernie gets done cutting off his pant leg that's destroyed and ripped in half he's like all right let's get uh your problem solved and get this night over with because i am tired and i want to go home and pretty much forget about this whole night they go down the basement and they get the oven set up and he's like uh frank's like so um actually no bert is actually Bert's like, so what about the bones he's like ah the bones are no problem ah the heart's gonna be the issue the heart's a heart's a bitch to burn up and uh make it melt because uh, it's the strongest muscle in the body i guess they got the oven started they pull out the tray and he's like come on help me load it at least it's your mess i'm i'm helping deal with so can you please help me out at least bert's all freaking out like, so you sure this is gonna solve my issue get rid of all the evidence he's like yeah everything but the ashes like, well we don't even want the ashes to be honest with you he's like well i guess i'll turn up the oven a little bit higher and we'll burn the ashes too for you and then the music starts to change again and then we see the body burning inside the incinerator but then we see this green smoke coming out of the the area or the the smokestack for the incinerator and of course now this smoke is now all in the atmosphere and in there and of course right next to it is a graveyard so i wonder what that smoke's going to do to the graveyard next door and of course while that smoke cloud is up in the air it starts storming out of nowhere and the rain starts pouring down and of course that's going to force the the gas from the smoke and everything into the ground which is going to bring all those lovely bodies that are you know resting peacefully in that graveyard back to life 
the group starts running to the car to get out of the car, even though the car is a convertible, which I'm assuming it doesn't even have an actual fucking top. You know, they're trying to pull it over, but I'm sure it's probably littered with fucking holes and doesn't keep the rain out. And then Tina's at the medical supply center and she lets herself in because apparently the door is unlocked and she doesn't want to get wet by the rain. Of course, we got them all in the car and uh, Trash is complaining that the rain's like an acid rain and it feels like it's a burner. And of course, the car doesn't want to start at all and Suicide's getting pretty pissed off. He's like, fuck sakes, man. Everything in my life doesn't work out right. Goddamn car won't start now. Then we have this really cool shot where we see the the rain hitting the grass and then the camera starts panning down for the top layer of the grass and then we see the, the layers of dirt and the, the roots and stuff and then we finally come down to a casket where it looks like the lid's starting to cave in a bit and then there's, we just see the feet and then we assume the feet are going to start to move and then the camera cuts away and we're back in the scenario as like Ernie's you know using a, a shovel of some sort to like kind of scrape the ashes away and then we have Bert and Frank and Ernie or not Ernie uh, Freddie getting ready to go back and we see Frank and Freddie are both very very sick looking and they're, they're holding their stomach and they're sweating and they're very pale. He's like, you know, it feels like my head's going to blow up and I just, I, I feel like I want to puke my brains out and I'm, I'm just very weak and I, I, I can't move. I got the chills. So it sounds like flu essentially, but uh, this is the zombie virus taking over their body. And that's when Freddie finally tells Bert, you know, when the ca- caster broke on that uh, shipping container we you know the gas hit us right in the face and you know it knocked us out and we've been sick ever since and that's when Bert's like okay we gotta get you guys to the emergency ward right now and get everything taken care of because you guys are clearly very sick and that's when then Frank grabs his mouth and runs outside to pretty much puke his brains out you know at least he made it outside in the rain to puke at least not on the floor I guess let me see Ernie calling uh the 911 number it's like so uh can we get some paramedics over here yeah the uh you know the embalming room in the back of the uh, funeral home uh we got, got a couple people who are sick uh some kind of poisoning not really sure what kind of poisoning is uh they're not like dead bodies or anything but they might be dead soon so uh can you, can you hurry up then we see the slow action camera pan as something's walking through the graveyard you know as the rain's coming down it's, it's this new eerie kind of music starting to play then we got this nice shot of this zombie who's trying to crawl either through the grass or he's supposed to be crawling up through the the ground i'm not really too sure and then the uh, the top on the car springs leak and starts leaking all over trash uh linnea quigley and then we cut back into seeing inside the medical factory uh warehouse where tina's looking around for you know freddie or anyone and she sees a mess all over the place and she's like uh anyone here uh guys guess where are you that's when she then sees freddie's hat on like the stairway and the door opening that leads down to the basement so she picks it up she's like freddie you here as she starts to walk down into the basement which is going to be a bad mistake for her that's when she then sees the military container off on the side and there's like seven of them but only one of them's open and then she hears the sound and she turns around and like who's there and that's when we see tar man finally pop out of the the darkness for the first time asking for brains and she starts running up the stairs and of course uh he mentions earlier in the movie that the third step's a bitch she's running up the stairs and then the third step actually breaks and she almost falls through the stairs and then we see tar man slowly crawling up the stairs at her tina actually does finally fall through the stairs and then she closes herself into like a, a medical cabinet of some sort or it's like this big in walking cabinet but she uh, puts a pipe for the door to keep the door shut and that's when we cut outside we see the group of teens running towards the the medical warehouse to get out of the rain also Tarman apparently has some brains in him because he's starting to use a chain and like a pulley system and he puts a chain on the the cabinet doors he uses the pulley system to try and break the doors off of this cabinet system then everyone makes it into the uh the warehouse and they hear tina yelling and that's when they all run downstairs to try and help her they finally get downstairs and they see this chain pulling the door open and suicide's like what the fuck's going on 
and he pulls his curtain aside and his tire man on the other side and he literally just grabs Suicide's head and starts eating his brains. And the tire man sees everyone else. He's like, ooh, more brains. And then everyone runs upstairs and then we just see Spider holding the door shut. He's like, where the fuck are you guys all going? We gotta keep this door shut or he's gonna come get us. The ambulance finally shows up to the crematory building and then we see just... We see Freddy and Frank sitting on the couch, buckets in their laps, covered up in blankets, pale as motherfucker, and they're literally just shaking, freezing. And the medics come in, start, you know, looking at them, and he asks, uh, one of the medics asks Freddy to stick his tongue out. It's like this very sick-looking orange or yellowish skin color tone. It's, it's, he doesn't look good at all. And then Bert's like, yeah, it was some kind of chemical, industrial chemical thing from a tank. Uh, I'm not really sure where it came from or what it is, but uh, it's just, it was just an accident. I, I don't know what happened to them, really. And then they start taking their vital signs it's like um so there's a little issue that we're having right now um we got no vital signs from these two guys even though they're right in front of us shaking and looking around uh but i'm a little bit confused because it says they're dead the one that makes like they got no blood pressure and no pulse and Freddy's like what do you what do you, what do you mean i got no blood pressure or pulse w- what's going on here and then we cut back into the the warehouse we just see spire hammering a bunch of boards up on the the door frame and everyone's freaking out he's like well what the fuck do you think we're supposed to do we're just supposed to barricade the door and we'll we'll wait it out and we'll see what go- happens next and spire is like well where's freddy he's he works and he's, uh tina's like he was done already i guess he wasn't here and then we see them leaving the building running outside the rain again we run back into the graveyard but now it's like flooding and spider's like oh we're gonna have to swim just to get to the, the funeral home over there and then they hear some growling sounds and they're like what the fuck's that and then the next thing you know we see a bunch of skeletons and zombies coming out of the ground as the music starts to pick up and as they start to see the zombies starting to come out of the ground for a reason they pretty much all split up and run different directions and it's not probably gonna work out for them. It seems like Trash is having the worst experience at all. But then, uh, of course, she gets her fancy anyways because a bunch of zombies come around her and start biting her and eating her, her alive. So, uh, you know, her wildest fantasies is just being achieved so and then Freddy starts freaking out he's like are you guys saying that we're dead he's like well I didn't really mean that you're dead but you're showing no vital signs at all of being alive so technically you're, you're, this this tests are showing that you're dead but I can tell you're not dead because you're talking and that's when we then hear banging on the door and so the kids trying to get into the, the funeral home and that's when Ernie goes up the stairs to check he's like gun loaded he's like what the fuck's going on guys like why, why are you screaming and everything out here he opens the door and has a gun point at him he's like well, are you guys crazy are you guys on PC- PCP like what the hell's going on here and that's when they're like don't you hear that out there and he's like what are you talking about and then we just hear a bunch of screaming and moaning and groaning coming from outside and that's when they're like the zombies and skeletons and stuff are coming out of the ground and they're all after us they're trying to kill us you gotta call the cops we gotta do something about it i forget which two but two of the people from the group it's like the the fancy looking girl and the guy in the suit uh they run out of the the funeral home the graveyard area and run back over to the medical center and then we see the ambulance crew going back to the ambulance like what what's all that sound what the hell's going on over here and the one guy's like oh it sounds like people screaming one guy's like oh you get the stuff ready and whatnot and i'll get on the radio and i'll call this in and this guy gets in the driver's seat and turns the light on we see a bunch of zombies outside and then the his driver door opens up and he, a zombie pulls out actually i think it's actually the passenger and a zombie jumps in and pulls him out and then a bunch of other zombies start attacking him and then that guy leaves the back of the ambulance and he's like what's going on and then a bunch of zombies start tackling him so the paramedic crew is not going to be any help anymore that's when then Ernie goes and grabs Barry. He's like, so you got to talk to these teens that just pounding on the door. And they're like, oh, the, the, the dead people in the graveyards are coming alive and they're, they're trying to kill everyone. He's like, what are you talking about? And they're like, uh, one, we found one of them in the, the warehouse. He's like, what warehouse? Uh, medical supply warehouse. He's like, ah, oh, fuck, God damn it, I'm fucked. 
That's when the fancy guy and the other girl who went to the medical center run into the office to try and call the, the uh, police officers on the phone. And that's why a zombie just literally torpedoes itself through the room. So they run out of that room and the guy throws like a, a filing cabinet down in front of him. It's like, you know, we got to find somewhere to hide just to be safe. That's when then Tina and the other guys meet up with uh, Freddy and Frank and Tina jumps on Freddy's and starts to kiss him because she's so happy to see him that he's still alive. And she's like, well, what what did they do to you? And that's when then uh, Bert's like, well, where are the paramedics? Why haven't they come back? And Ernie's like, oh, well, I'll go outside and check on them. And he goes outside and he just finds an empty ambulance with all the doors open. He's like, okay, I'm going to pull my gun out and be a little bit stealthy here just because I don't know what's going to happen. He checks in the front seat, doesn't see anyone, closes the door. And when he closes the door, there's a midget zombie eating one of the paramedics. I'm not sure a dwarf or midget is a technical term that I should be using, short person, whatever, oopa loopa, I don't care. But then we see him shoot, shoot at a couple times and run back to the embalming center and we just see the you know, little short guy, Brad Williams, running after after him. Uh, it's funny, I liked it. And Ernie goes back to the group. He's like, so, uh, uh, paramedics aren't going to be help. Uh, they're they're all dead. Um, the little zombie guy killed one of them. Uh, don't know what to do now. That's when then Ernie goes to one phone, tries to use it, doesn't work. Goes into his office trying to use another phone. It doesn't work. And then next thing you know, we see the zombie's arms trying to break through like the glass on the main door. So then he starts moving a, a china cabinet after everyone's just watching. He's like, help me. Would you please help me move this in front of the door, please? Then we see them trying to like barricade up the, the room a little bit more. And they got sledgehammers and axes and stuff. And they're just trying to like beat off the zombies that are trying to like break through the windows. And then they go into the chapel and it's all the stained glass windows. He's like, ah, so how are we supposed to barricade these? Uh, they're kind of big. And one of the zombies starts breaking through this glass that doesn't look like glass at all because of the way it's moving. And then Bert's just got like a shovel or something. And he just starts wailing on their arms as they're coming through the glass. We see a zombie feeding on one of the paramedics and someone comes on the radio and saying it's dispatch. And the zombie picks up the, the end of the radio. He's like, so come in dispatch. Send more paramedics. And then we see them in another room. And I'm not sure where they are, but they're boarding up in their window. And Spider's like, how many fucking windows you got in this place? And he's just like, no more windows. Should be good from now. No more windows. That's when we then see Tina holding Freddy being like, what did you do to him? What, what the fuck happened to him? What happened to him and this guy? And then Spider and the other guy pull out a knife. He's like, I think you should tell us what's going on now. So then uh, Bert's like, oh, so there's some containers over in the medical uh, factory. They decided to slap the container and some gas came out. And it's their fault. I don't know what the fuck's in it. I told him not to touch it. And it's been there for like 14 years so this is their fault not my fault and then freddy starts saying how he feels sick and how what everything's going on and ernie's like how, how are you sick he's like well my stomach started cramping my body started hurting he's like oh, okay let's 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 take a look at it and that's when ernie's like so you're going to the rigor mortis and then one of the guys that's in the party i forget which one he is uh might be casey i don't know uh he starts freaking out he's like, man you're dead you're gonna turn into one of those undead creatures and then they hear alarm or like sirens coming and they look out the window and it's in their ambulance showing up and they start screaming at the guys coming out of the ambulance telling them to go away and then we see a horde of zombies literally just tackle these two guys and you know they're dead now and then we hear glass breaking as the zombies trying to break through the windows so they all run to the window and start beating it with a pipe one of them's got a hammer one of them's got an axe i'm not sure why there's an axe and all this other stuff in there but whatever it's fine i guess an axe to chop out the pipe part. i don't know but as you're fighting off the zombies in the middle uh the skeleton lady actually breaks through the window and actually starts gnawing on the brain of the one guy who was freaking out that uh, Freddy's gonna turn into a zombie and then you know he's pretty much dead because his brain has been ate and Spider's got like this pipe and he's holding down this 
the skeleton lady who's only the top half of her. And they're all freaking out. It's like, well, what are you supposed to do with this? What the fuck are we supposed to do with this now? That's when Ernie grabs this big giant pipe and is starting to hold it down. He's like, you know, I got, I got, I got it pretty much forked. And we're going to go do a test on it and see what's, what's going on with these things. Next thing we know, we see Ernie having this severed lady on one of the operating tables. And they're tying her down. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to do some tests on her and see what's going on here. So they got this lady tied down. And Ernie's like, so you, you hear me, huh? And the zombie says, yes. And we find out the zombie's talking. He's like, so why do you eat people? And he's like, no. She's like, no, we don't eat people. We eat brains just to deal with the pain. And then she goes on to say that she can feel herself rotting and that eating brain is the thing that helps take away the pain of her body rotting inside. And Spider's like, so uh, Bert and uh, Ernie, can we go talk out, out there in the hallway so this zombie thing doesn't hear us? And he's like, so how do, how do we kill us? And he's like, we don't. You know, we got to burn them all essentially is what we got to do. And that's not going to be possible at all. Even though if you burn them, it's just going to cost more gas in the, the, the ecosystem and more zombies are going to come alive in the, the, wrong, the long run of things. And then at this point in time, we then see trash coming back to life out of the mud as she's now like a zombie version of herself. And now like all of a sudden it's not raining at all and we see this homeless guy pushing a shopping cart full of garbage and has like a garbage bag tied on the side of it. And then we see trash coming out of the smoke as the music's starting to pick up a little bit and she's just walking straight for this homeless guy who's just like, huh, blue lady who's naked coming right at me. But then when trash gets to the homeless guy, it literally looks like she's a vampire because she goes for his neck instead of going for his brains. And then the guy in the suit and the other girl from the party are hiding in a room. He's like, do you, do you think you're going to fuss? And then she starts freaking out. like, I never did like you, but can you please hold me? I'm scared. And then Bert's like, so can we take Frank and Freddy and lock them in another room? We're not going to hurt them. We just want to keep them safe from us and you know for ourselves so we don't have to hurt them and keep them in a separate room just so we can get out of here and get things fixed and you know hopefully get them back to their normal self again. So then we see everyone picking up uh, Freddy and Frank and dragging them essentially into the chapel area and laying them down because they're in so much pain because rick and mortis is setting in and they're leaving them in the chapel area just for their own safety of course that's when the spider's like how about we just leave them and get the fuck out of here and tina's like you know what i'm not i'm not leaving freddy and then bert's like well you know we gotta lock the door and she's like well i'm not leaving i'm just gonna stay in here with freddy which is probably not the good idea but you know i guess love does that makes you do stupid things. Then we see the cops showing up. He's like, ah, so the doors on the ambulance are all open and we don't see anyone around at all. So uh, we're just going to pull out our guns and go investigate now and uh, hope for the best here. So when the cop goes over to check on the one paramedic who's on the ground, he's like, ah, oh, Jesus, we just see blood or brains gushing out. And then all the zombies start coming out of the background and start tackling the cops and they're yelling at them to freeze as they start to shoot the guns. But there's way too many zombies at all. And then one of the zombies gets on the, uh, the police radio. He's like, send more cops. And then the three guys are like, well, we got to find out a way to, to fight these guys off. And then Ernie's like, what about this nitric acid? You know, pretty much use this maybe to kill them off, I guess. And then we cut to Freddy, who's screaming in pain as Tina's holding him, you know, saying how it hurts more than he she can ever imagine. And he dies and then comes right back to life. He's like, I can, I can finally see the one thing. The one thing that can help my suffering is live brains. And they start chasing her around the chapel as he's foaming from the mouth. And then Bert and the guys come into the chapel to help out. And they're fighting Freddy. Uh, they're like hitting him with a pipe. And then Spider literally hits him with a sledgehammer. But the whole time they're fighting Freddy, uh, Frank kind of weasels his way out around them and out of the chapel. And then uh, Ernie throws the, the ass into Freddy's face, which he doesn't really like that feeling too much. They make it back into the embalming room and Spider's freaking out. He's like, oh, Freddy's face is all fucked up man and then ernie starts slapping him in the face like not freddy just fuck off it's not freddy just get your fucking shit together 
man. Then Freddy starts breaking down the doors, and they start barricading the door up a bit. And somehow, I'm not sure what happens. I'm not sure if it's because they're trying to barricade the door up with this big uh, pew seat or whatever the fuck you call it. Church pew seat. Uh, anyways, um, Ernie hurts his foot somehow, and he says it's broken. And I'm not sure how. I'm not sure if it's from the seat falling on it or what happened. Maybe the may spider dropped the sledgehammer on his foot i don't know i didn't really see what happens there at that moment but apparently he has a broken foot that's when they're like okay we just gotta get to the police car the police car probably still has the keys in it and bert's looking out the the window and he's like ah it's still running actually to be honest with you and then the spider's like yeah i'll drive he's like no fuck you i'm gonna run to it and we're gonna we're gonna get the car and i'm gonna drive that's when he's like to bert so you know you still owe me a favor so please watch your ass out there all right because i still want that favor that you owe me so we see them open the back door the bombing door and we see spider and Bert both going out there to try and fight off the zombies and they finally do make it to the police car but then the zombies start tackling pretty much the whole police car but they, they you know they start driving off at least to the front door well it's actually the back door but I'm not sure what their plan was because then the, all the zombies are back on top of the car so the zombies just pretty much aren't leaving them alone at all so then they go to drive away and then uh Tina starts screaming and freaking out to Ernie. He's like, they left us. He's like, no, they have a plan. They're going to figure it out. They have a plan. They just got to get rid of the zombies and get them away from there for right now. So then Spider's like, what are you doing? She's like, we're going to go get rid of the car. We're going to get some help. We're going to, you know, call for some help. Everything's going to be fine. And they're driving around. They go to the uh, the factory area, uh, the warehouse or whatever. And then there's more zombies. So he's like, okay, that's, that's a bad idea. So then he turns around the corner, hits two zombies, and then they crash the car up against the wall. And then the car starts to catch on fire. So then they break into the medical center where the other guy in the suit and the girl are there is like what's going on it's like so just a lot of zombie and we just gotta try and figure out some way to get help of some sort then we go back to uh ernie and tina who are in the bombing area that's when we hear uh, Freddy bang out the door to try and get in and they set up a ladder to go up into the attic area and they get up in the attic area and they get the door shut and when Freddy breaks into the door his eyes are all kind of like melted over because he's pretty much you know the acid destroyed him well they didn't destroy him but it destroyed his face pretty good and then we see the embalming oven turning on and it's actually frank who's taking his ring off and putting it on the machine and you know asking for forgiveness as he's getting ready to climb into the embalming oven to uh, finish his life off because he doesn't want to live like a zombie we see him pull out the tray climb in somehow close the tray inside close the door and the oven's cooking and he's screaming then we hear the helicopter coming in over the last system the police are saying this areas under you know lockdown brigade kind of area all locked down and everyone's like okay so the cops are here and you know they're not gonna know we're in here because uh there's no way of us letting them know we're inside this building and then inside the building bursts like so we're gonna go in the office use the phone so yeah zombie ripped the phone out and he's like fine there's no uh phone in the basement is he so there's a zombie military zombie corpse kind of thing down that basement and i'm not fucking going in the basement because that thing is scary as fuck Bert grabs a bat. He's like, you know, we're going in the basement because we got to use the phone. So we'll use the phone, hold off the zombie, and everything will be fine. And then we cut back to Ernie and Tina in the embalming area where they're up in the attic. And um, Freddy's like, so it was very rude of you, Tina, to lock me away in that room. You should uh, let me in, Tina. It hurts. Let me in. I want your brain. Ernie's holding, like, Tina. And he's got, like, his hand around her face almost. And he's got his gun in his hand as, in the other hand as well. And he's kind of, like, shaking it, pointing at her head because he's like, 
like, well, if I kill her and make her brain dead, maybe Freddy will just leave us alone? That's what I'm assuming he's thinking. And then we cut back to Bert and the other guys as they take the uh, barricade off the door. And then Tar Man comes in and they literally whack him in the head and take off his head. And then they barricade themselves down the basement. They get down the basement and then they go over to where the military containers are. And Bert closes the lid because the phone is apparently behind that lid. And he's like, okay, so it's an emergency and I need to get... Uh, you know, one of the police officers on the phone now to let them know that we're in this uh, medical building and that we're trapped in the, the basement. And Bert's on the phone with one of the officers. He's like, can you at least tell us what's going on? I've lost at least a dozen good men and we have no idea what the hell's going on out here. And now it's raining again. And the officer's like, can you just hold for a minute? There's a lot of noise here. And then we see a bunch of zombies just running at the whole barricade and all the cops are shooting at them, but it's not doing any good at all because they start picking off the cops one by one. And the cops start trying to fight back and the zombies' heads just keep falling off. Then on the phone, all Bert is a bunch of you know screaming and gunshots and people yelling for their lives so then uh first like fine i'll call the number on the container and we see the phone calls getting transferred over and over and then we have the phone waking up that military sergeant who was you know at the beginning of the movie he's like oh okay um yeah yeah you're waking me up in the middle of the night but that's fine and then we have the guy taking you know, the response from uh Bert. he's like so when was the tank breach he's like so why didn't you call us as soon as this happened why are you waiting he's like uh you know you know, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm worried. I don't know why. And then he's just, the officer's just jotting down notes about what happened and what happened with the gas when inhaled and whatnot. And we just find out that it's, like, taking place in Louisville and he's calling uh, one of the other head-ups being like, yeah, so the eggs have hatched. You know, at least we found the containers and it would be good news. But sadly, the eggs, the containers with the uh, containment bodies inside have hatched. So now they're trying to figure out what they're going to do for the next plan to kind of control the virus. And then it's a 42nd Special Artillery who's getting ready to bomb the shit out of this area to get rid of the, the zombie plague just to try and nip it in the butt, so to speak. And then they get ready to set off the bomb and uh, Bert's like, hey, wait, listen, do you hear something? And it's the missile getting ready to hit. And then we see Freddy breaking through the, the ceiling to get to Ernie and Tina. And then we see another shot of trash as she's in her zombie form and then we see a big giant explosion happening and a bunch of things blowing up and then we see the timestamp is 5.01 a.m. and then Glover the special agent guy he's like yeah it's only about like 20 square blocks destroyed only like less than 4,000 people dead general it's probably fine don't worry about it and then uh, it starts to rain again of course because it fucking keeps raining on and off like we hear Glover saying you know everything should be back to normal in the morning and then as we see it raining some more we cut back to that zombie foot that's in the ground again assuming that it's going to come alive as well even though the explosion hit it seems like that area is still there so i'm not sure how well this bomb actually hit because it's now just replayed footage from before and then we see another skeleton zombie popping through the ground again and then the uh, outro credits start to hit and the movie's over and that's the end of this movie and you know i'm gonna be honest on the rotten scale out of 10 i absolutely love this movie it's a solid 8 out of 10 for me and i just i think it's great i just got a good mixture of comedy and action and yeah it's a must watch for me but yeah if you guys haven't watched this movie for some silly crazy reason definitely go watch it on tv i only ran into actually like three 10 second ads for this whole watching and i definitely think this movie is well well worth the time uh the other ones are pretty good to uh the second one i think there's like four of them i could be wrong on that uh, it's been a while since i watched the other ones i watched the second one 
you know, last year, the year before, whatever it might have been. Because uh, I don't know how long this podcast has been running for. I should really look that up. Uh, but yeah, definitely go check it out. Which brings us to our movie we're going to watch next week, which is going to be another one on Tubi. It's actually in the leaving soon section. So I'm not sure if it's still going to be there by the time you guys watch it. Or if you guys go do watch it or by the time the next episode of the podcast comes out. But we're watching from 1991. It's an hour and 38 minutes. It's a horror movie. And it's by Stephen King. It's Sometimes They Come Back. I haven't watched this movie since I was a kid, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I was born in 89 and this came out in 91. So I probably was like 10, I want to say, when I first watched it with my parents. And I probably have only revisited it maybe three times the whole time. So I'm definitely looking forward to watching this one again and seeing if it's good or bad or not. Because, you know, Stephen King movies have the, uh, sometimes the trait of being bad, or at least people say they're bad. I, I like them. Then again, Maximum Overdrive is like one of my favorite movies of all time. So that's that's just my opinion. But yeah, like always, make sure to check out the outro band, Toronto-based horror band, The Blood Opera. All their links will be down below, but you can find them on YouTube, SoundCloud, Instagram, Spotify, uh, Facebook, pretty much anywhere and everywhere. Go check them out. Their Etsy page will be down below as well, so you can buy some of their merch or custom-made stuff. And as always, check out all my stuff down below in the links as well. At Typhon Sign, follow me on all social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Thread, uh, X, or Twitter, whatever. Um, yeah, and make sure to, of all the things, if you're only going to follow one thing, make sure to go follow the YouTube channel. I appreciate that a lot because we're making a big push for the YouTube channel. And uh, some more content coming out. Like I said, the weekly gaming video comes out every Wednesday. We have all the episodes of the podcast. And we have the uh, live drop. Long streams and some other various artwork and shorts that are going to be coming out throughout the weeks as well. So definitely go check that out. And, you know, hit that subscribe button on there. Turn on the bell notification. That way you get notified every time I post a new video. And feel free to share any of the content you see. So either be in the podcast artwork of the YouTube videos. I appreciate it all. And I'll talk to you guys all later. Peace. I am a whisper in a classroom. The writing on the wall. What's blood for if not for
congratulations on forming and rocking with your metal band, Blood Opera. God bless you and continue rocking the riffs. Peace.